All right, good morning, sports fans. Mike Candolfo here in the uh, 1450 The Sports Buzz studios. This is the Weekend Sports Buzz brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. And uh, we are here for the next two hours talking sports on a Father's Day weekend, uh, a great weekend of sports. I'm joined in studio but with my man from K-State, JT. JT, what's going on? Uh, not much. Just got back in last night from work uh, in town. So, let's, uh, let's try that again. Here we go. We got a little. Okay. Is we, that better? Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Okay. JT's in. Uh, JT's here, and uh, we got a new one, a new voice, Aaron Lieber. Hello, hello, us. Aaron. What's going on, my man? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, Aaron joins us. I'm doing great. Doing great. You know, Aaron joins us as a, his brother is a a 10 year NFL veteran. Ben Lieber played uh, for the for the Chargers, the Vikings, and the Rams. Played at K State. All right, he was a wild talking about right there. So we got lots of Wildcats in here. Just uh, nobody likes my kind of Wildcats. Anyway, <laughs> I, I have I a know. Kentucky hat yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah, he's got you. Yeah, but you also wear U of L stuff. So I, you know, I don't even know. Like I don't even know what you are. <laughs> and he's got a Braves shirt on. Yeah, I mean he's well, he's I, all I, over the board. Well, I mean I'm, Atlanta. I'm, I'm I'm a Reds fan, but I like Chipper Jones, so I'll wear a Chipper Jones jersey. I won't wear a different Braves jersey. I, I'll wear players who I like, even if I'm not particularly super fond of the team. Well, I was all set to wear a jersey today too, and then they yeah. lost in the third. Throw the second overtime last night. Oh, I have Rangers, my Rangers jersey yeah. all ready to come to ring in. I actually have a home and an away Rangers jersey. Mm. And uh, I, like I was going to wear the white. I thought they they had last night. They lose the Stanley Cup four games to one. Mm. It's, it, it really disheartened me yesterday. Now, I know you guys don't want to talk a lot of hockey, so we're going <laughs> to kind of put this out here, and then I'm going to leave it alone. But, you know, four to one makes it seem like it's a, a blowout of a series. And uh, they lost three games in L.A., and they split the two games in, in New York. The three games in L.A., the Rangers had the lead in the third period every game and then ended up losing in overtime. Mm. And it's just uh, really – and then they had so many chances uh, in, in that in the overtime period to put it well, away. Well, the first two games, too, they were winning the game 2 nothing the first game, and I think it was identical score the second game. They were up they were up 2 nothing, but they were up 2 nothing in the first game early, and then actually the, the Kings scored a goal at the end of the first period, made it 2-1, and then they tied it up. Uh, pretty, you know, in the third period. Then the, uh, but in the second game, like it, the Rangers got a two goal lead, and then the Kings would score, and then the Rangers would score. And they like maintained that two goal lead. They were up four two going into the third, and then they just shut mm, down. And yeah, just, you got to hold on to that in the third period. You like hockey at all? I mean, you're from like up north. Like you're from Canada, basically, right? Aren't you an Eskimo? <laughs> are, are you kind of look like I an Eskimo. look like it? I could yeah. probably pass for five different races. Yeah. Um, you know, I do like playoff hockey. It's oh, so fun, so intense. Yeah. Well, it's 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 ten times better now with HD. Oh yeah, because before you couldn't even watch a puck. They tried that uh, puck glow tracker. Puck. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> the glow puck. Yeah, the glow the puck. That's what they mm. called it. Yep. Mm. Yeah. No, didn't work. <laughs> but with HD, I mean, you know, playoff hockey, I, I do like to watch. It's just there's so much other things going on and, and other things to watch. Um. I usually don't pick it up to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's, I agree. I mean, that's really how I am too. As much as I like the Rangers, I don't. I'm not watching. Right. Well, it's hard to watch regular season hockey anyway. It's not really it is, available yeah. on TV. It's not like they have the ESPN deal anymore. I mean, yeah. you have to go they do have it in some places, like St. Louis, which I went to. Fans are pretty crazy about their hockey there. You're on the Fox right. Sports if, Networks. If yeah. you lived, if you had a hockey team in your hometown You'd get or, or nearby, team. yeah, I could easily get into. Did it. You, have you ever been to an NHL game? Not in NHL, no. no. But I know, like I said, my, my brother still, my younger brother still lives in Minneapolis, and, and my sister does. And 
my brother-in-law, her husband, he, they love the wild games. They go. The, they mm. they might be the best professional sports atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. out of all the professional sports, they might have the best atmosphere. The fans are jacked up the entire time. These playoff mm. games, I mean, that's why I don't think there's that much of a home ice advantage in the NHL because all the saves are just loud. I mean, yeah. It's just it's just crazy all the time. I agree. I can see that. So yeah, the Rangers fall, lose the cup, uh, and uh, it was their first appearance in the Stanley Cup in twenty years. I remember exactly where I was in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, where were Mark you? Yeah, I was in Boca Raton, Florida. And I don't know if you people remember, but when the Stanley Cup playoffs were going on in nineteen ninety four, when the Rangers won, it's the same time the OJ story broke. Uh, so you like had the Stanley Cup. Thing going and JT was like two. So I was like five, but yeah, <laughs> oh, five. Who oh, said who's OJ? <laughs> yeah, I know the story. Come on now. So you had the Stanley Cup thing going on, and they did like the split screen with the uh, white Bronco going down the going down the expressway. <laughs> five was about the time I started getting into sports, but anyway, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if I remember five. Oh, I don't. I was smoking too many. I think I tried to suppress most experiment. of five. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> suppress probably, yeah. yeah. You know that happens. And uh, today, actually, we have a, we have two holidays this weekend, which people don't realize. Mm. Tomorrow, obviously, is Father's Day. Right. So you know, it, it's uh, it's a great weekend to celebrate our dads, and most of us have really fun sports memories with our dads. I know, yeah. I know, I do. Um, you know, my dad and I grew up watching sports movies, and uh, we went to a Super Bowl together, and that kind of stuff. My probably my favorite dad sports story though mm. is that, uh, and I was not. A big fan of either one of these teams, but 1985, which again I know you weren't even like a. a <laughs> I wasn't even born yeah. then. Yeah. The theme of the day. Uh, the he, Cardinals. He does this every show. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> that and pick on the Big Twelve. That's right. Uh, well, that's an Car- easy target. The Car- <laughs> <laughs> The Cardinals and the Royals played in the World Series, and my dad got World Series tickets, like right before. You know, it, it was feasible. The game was in St. Louis. We got them like ten hours before the game, so you could make it, and he turned them down. Ooh. Oh, and that's when I was big into baseball. What was his reasoning behind that? I didn't mm. want to like deal with like getting the hotel room and all that stuff. And I was just like, you, you weren't worth it. Down, you, you weren't worth it. You turned down World Series tickets. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what it came to. That's that's why he doesn't talk to his dad anymore. But <laughs> today is uh, today's a holiday as well. It's National Bourbon Day. All right, National, I'm going out and having a bourbon. Sure Where, where's yeah. the bourbon? It's all at home. We're doing a little oh. bourbon tasting, you know, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So. Yeah. It is a National Bourbon Day. Really? Yeah, National Bourbon Day is today. Today's, wow. Today's the day where they feel that Elijah Craig distilled the first bourbon in Bourbon County, Kentucky. Mm. So there you go. Uh, National Bourbon Day. Facebook post right there, Bourbon Day. <laughs> uh, we can't even drink to that. You didn't even bring it in. It, That's a teaser. My he fault. Did. I should have brought – we do make this killer uh, orange juice bourbon slush. That would have been That would have been fantastic in the morning. Um and if you come to our football tailgate shows, we might have bourbon cream going in the coffee or bourbon slush going. Not saying that mm. we would ever drink on the air because that would no. be wrong. That's in theory we would do that. Never right. do that. Mm-mm. Kelly, is that is that allowed? Is that uh, is that encouraged or what's going on there? I would I would be okay with it. Yeah. Uh, however, I think it would be against the rules technically. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. by all means, I'd be supportive. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Kelly's uh, working the boards for us today, so it's always good. Kelly's the host of the Sunday Show. Make sure you tune into him tomorrow, uh, ten to twelve. Uh, we got a lot of things going on today. You got the U.S. Open going on, which is, uh, you know, here we go with the U.S. Open. No Tiger Woods. Mm. Doesn't seem like anyone cares. Does anyone? 
And then and now you've got a German leading the U.S. Open by six strokes. Uh, he's, the, he's been phenomenal. He's Record, been unreal. This is ridiculous. It's the lowest score after two rounds ever in a U.S. Open. Yeah. And I wonder if they're going to Keimer proof the course <laughs> next year. Maybe. Because, well, mm-hmm. that's the thing, though. They're, you know, that's the thing they were talking about. The guy is, uh, he's just like your steady, consistent golfer. He doesn't make any mistakes, but he doesn't like, he doesn't kill the ball off the tee. He's not an incredible short game. He doesn't putt extremely well. He's just consistent. Yeah. Well, well in this U.S. Open, probably uh, benefits him the most because it's one of the shorter U.S. Opens on the Pioneers. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I and that's something I always enjoy doing on Father's Day is I get into the majors mainly the last day, you know, and probably even the back nine of the last day when the leaders, you know, because I want to see someone. I want to see somebody collapse. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I want to see the pressure get to him and see someone collapse, which usually happens. Mm. On that last day. I mean, um, but again, it seems like there's no Tiger Woods. It just doesn't seem like anyone cares. Yeah. There's not all. as much excitement. Especially Mickelson's not playing very well. Yeah, Mickelson's kind of... He can't yeah. putt. I mean, his putter's terrible. He's got arthritis. I'm kidding. I don't know. Well, he's oh. got... He does, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He does have some sort of thing. I don't know. And then... Uh, Old man's disease, maybe? He's, he's not young. I mean, you know, JT's in here making fun of all of... Well, you guy. have to make fun of, of me a, every show. Of a middle-aged man's affliction. Young. Yeah. Which begins, but it still makes it even more amazing to me that there's still some pretty decent uncertainty whether or not Tiger plays in this PGA Championship is coming to Louisville. Mm. And our ticket sales for that thing are still just out the wazoo. I mean, they're the greatest ticket sales ever for a PGA Championship. Wow. Louisville doesn't care. They just want to party. <laughs> I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? They just don't care. They just want to party. Um, yeah. You know, they want the big sporting event, and they want to support it, and they want to party. Speaking of big sporting events for the city of Louisville, today, the College World Series kicks off for the University of Louisville. That's right. Omaha, Nebraska, which is like, was it like? Yeah, I went to the Super Regionals. I was hoping we were going to get tickets. Instead, I had to pay for tickets because Mike didn't give us any, I don't, any tickets. I don't cover UL sports. I mean, well, we talk about we talk about U of L sports, so we that's did, kind we of covering U of L sports. Yeah, I went to the super regional game though, the first game. So I guess I could name like two guys. You know, Mike, and... people were glaring at me because I was wearing my UK hat, and of course, I don't have a U of L hat. So, uh, but uh, there's, I was, I there's about 300 stores in Louisville that carry I know, it. But I didn't want to get a Louisville <laughs> hat. I mean, I don't dislike Louisville. I know a lot of Kentucky fans do. I grew up a Kentucky fan, like I told Mike, but uh, I. I only have K-State hats and Kentucky hats. I do have a few Louisville shirts. I wore the 2007 College World Series shirt. Should, so. You have more purple in your closet than a man should have. They, I, I do have a lot of purple in my closet, but that's what happens when you go to K-State. Mind you, it's royal purple, so it's royalty. No, it's just it's still feminine purple. There's no yeah. such thing as like man, masculine purple. The Kings <laughs> wore royal purple. There's no... The Kings? That's, the Kings wore royal The Sacramento royal Kings? Not the, Well, them too, but yeah, I'm talking about the ancient Kings. Oh, the ancient kings. Okay, oh. that's right. All right, well, you he went way back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I went going, way I'm back. saying sports. No, I, he's I, going to history. Yeah. He I thought Sacramento Kings yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's dropping. That's how far. That's right. And the other things that we got kind of going: the Kentucky Indiana basketball series, high school basketball series, mm. is going Kentucky Indiana high school. I Australia. covered that last year. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Mm. Uh, it's a great event. Um, it's not getting a lot of support though from the fan base. They only had they played a transy last night. And I think the thinking was is that they knew that the Indiana team was going to feature Trey Lyles, who's going to Kentucky. Right. So play a transy. It's going to be in Lexington. Trey Lyles doesn't play. <laughs> right. Indiana's What's he got? Basketball meningitis or something? something? Yeah, not meningitis. I don't know. It's some, some illness that he has. It kept him out all week. He didn't play. And uh, they did mm. They did rule out meningitis. They that's, did. What I, that's what I heard. So mm. um, 
they only have like a thousand people show up with yesterday and they miss a really good performance. You had uh, a guy who people thought was going to go to Kentucky. His, his dad went to Kentucky, James Blackman for Indiana, mm. torched the Nets for 41 points. Wow. And then you had Quentin Snyder going to Louisville, uh, who had 37. So you had, uh, for the Kentucky squad, Indiana ended up winning by 10, like 104 to 94. But a pretty entertaining basketball game that only yeah. a, a thousand people saw. Yeah, a lot of defense. <laughs> So yeah. they go from a That's how those games usually are, though. The oh, all-star games no, are high-scoring, yeah. yeah. No defense. It's play. not even fun to watch. No, I, I'm serious. Know, I can't watch all-star all games. No, it's just... Last year, unfortunately, the series wasn't as good. Indiana, when I was watching it, blew out Kentucky in Both Louisville. Times. Yeah, I didn't watch the Indiana game. It was a little bit closer in Indiana, but not, like you said, blow out both times. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they were last year were loaded, and uh, we were... Yeah, they had a guy who went to Michigan last year. Zach was, Irvin. Yeah, Zach Irvin. And, Aren't and they always going to be loaded over Kentucky, though? They're, uh, they do. They pull out some basketball they town. And then, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, they're a bigger state. Mm-hmm. I, don't, yeah. I think that has something to do with it. And I think we've taught in uh, in the state of Kentucky, um, it goes back to when UK and UofL started playing football. There was more of a after that. There was more of a rise of uh, high school football in the state of Kentucky, and a lot of the guys that would have been our top basketball players were choosing to play football at that point. And we've had that happen. So you can actually look at like if you look at when the UK football UK UFL football series started. Before that, the state of Kentucky was putting out you know McDonald's All Americans. They would always have several guys in the top fifty players in the country. Once that started and the football started to raise up, that's it all went away. So what you're saying is we should have an all-star football game between Indiana and Kentucky? No, they have that between Kentucky and Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, really? That's a big deal, yeah. yeah. Um, they are So they do do that. Um, and then, I mean, now you see Kentucky's football talent. The state's football talent is way up over what it was. Yeah. I mean, it, and there's a definite correlation. I mean, Yeah, most aren't those guys coming out of Trinity and, and not St. X? Oh, uh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about St. X win the state baseball championship. <laughs> yeah. All right. State baseball champion St. Xavier Tigers. Yeah. All right. Um, St. Uh, Xavier produces a lot of good football players. They're they good. do. My dad went to St. X, too, so yeah, they kind of got to help him out. Here, they produce you know? some, yeah. some decent Listen, football he's players. A, he's a St. X fan, and he's a Kentucky fan. We He'll can be talk, drowning over here Listen, if you we don't can talk. We can talk about those Trinity football players that get busted for smoking pot. Oh. Because that's exactly what happened with James Quick and uh, Mr. Hatcher. And I think that's Jason Hatcher's second offense, if I'm not mistaken. Where, where'd he go? He's at Kentucky. Oh, oh okay. well, we're talking about Trinity kids. <laughs> we don't. We're not yeah. seeing the St. X kids. I don't think trouble. he got busted when he's at Trinity. He got busted when he's at Kentucky. <laughs> well, he got busted because he had the bad influence of the other Trinity kid who went to Louisville. But if it's his second one, that means he got influenced already. Well, just, at that just Kentucky means Quick once. didn't get caught. That's all that means. He's quick. He's too quick. He's quick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, know, actually I really kind of am pulling for both those guys. So I hope, uh, I hope it works out. I don't hope it doesn't turn into like a Shane Bahannon type situation. Mm, That'd be bad because Shane Bahannon had so much talent and it's just. It's just, yeah, it's going to waste. What are you going to say? Yeah. It's going to waste. Yeah. Well, did his last one get dropped? So technically he didn't get caught. It did get dropped? The 13th time. The one that happened like in the, like. The 12 before were all circumstantial. The 13th one got dropped. He's turned his life around. Mm. Well, I guess he stopped taking well, high appara- and- apparently uh, Rick Pitino didn't think so because he's still not on the team. So, so to re- well, And he's not even going to Colorado State now. No. Right? He's going to try to get go straight to the NBA or in, in the, uh, the D-League is really where he's going to end up. Wow. So. He'll end up in Europe. Yeah. yeah. Which is a bad gig. I could no. see him getting a D-League no. contract. I think he's D-League worthy. Um, yeah. He yeah. Could, if he pulled his head out, he could be a Chuck Hayes type. 
Yeah, absolutely. Be, I mean, he's Chuck more Casey. talented than that guy. I oh, mean, absolutely. He's, and yeah. he's just a, a Ch- Chuck Case was Case. a really hard worker, though. That's right. what made Chuck Case stand out and get to the NBA. Which is a very good point. I want you to hold on to that thought because we're going to talk about that here in a little bit when we talk about the NBA Finals. I, yeah, I was watching, I, and I won't say, I was watching some clips about people talking about that, and we'll talk about that, like you said, later. With the, about the NBA Finals or the, no, all the, the stuff Chuck we talked about? The Chuck A stuff? Like when he was playing for Kentucky still before he went to, you know, try to get drafted. Now, Chuck A's also gotten a little bit of trouble when he was in Kentucky. He was, mm. he had that allegation pop up with that woman, that, uh, you know, that he sexually assaulted her in the Wildcat mm. Lodge. Which is would turn out to be completely false. So, mm. at least that's according to Lexington police. Have you ever seen that uh, that video where they show you the bat where the basketball players hang out in uh-huh. Kentucky? That's yeah. a pretty sweet video. The one that Chuck Case did. I think he was in it, and there were some yeah, other big players that, in it. They don't say there anymore. They don't live in that one anymore. Oh really? They got a brand new Wildcat Lodge. That, mm. uh, that one looked nice. I would have been like, yeah, put me up in there. Yeah, you know? they, it is. It's real nice. All right, we're going to get to our first break. We'll get back and we'll talk a little NBA finals on the other side of the break. Uh, we'll be right back here on the Brain and Jay Lawrence Weekend Sports Bus. He said I was in my early 40s. All right, Mike Andalfo back here on the Weekend Sports Buzz. Uh, little Tim McGraw bringing us in from the break. Uh, Tim McGraw, that song was written about you know about his dad, Tug McGraw, who was the, the famous pitcher for the uh, pitcher of the Phillies. I think he pitched for someone else, but I know that's... Oakland, I think. Was it Oakland? I think. I and think then, he is. And then so uh, Tug McGraw was Tim McGraw's dad, and they talked, you know, that's the whole song about right before Tug McGraw died. So it's a good... Father's Day yet sports yeah. song, you know. Yeah, and Tim McGraw's a big sports fan, a big Alabama fan, you know. Went to a Trinity football game last year. Did he, he did. Yeah, him and Faith Hill were because his his uh, boy plays for that team from uh, Tennessee that Trinity played at the beginning of the year. Oh, really? Was it? Uh, I can't remember which team it was, but you yeah. know. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Tim McGraw was at a Trinity at a Trinity football game last year, and then uh, we actually the passing of a football legend today. Mm. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, I did. You want to talk about that real quick, Aaron? Well, I just saw this morning that Chuck Knoll passed away. I think he was 82 years old. So Chuck Knoll, former, former coach of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, yep. uh, back when they were uh, pretty good in the 70s. Back just, when, they're okay. Back they're okay. when they Terry Bradshaw games. talked about the hair creeping up on his back and all that good yeah. stuff. <laughs> the right. Immaculate reception, all That's those kind right. of things. Yeah. Lynn Swan being graceful. Steel curtain. The That's steel right. curtain defense. That's right. That's right. Uh, so... We uh we're gonna go right into the NBA um, finals and we're gonna continue Ugh. some NBA talk today. I, this NBA finals is it's not it's it's blowout fashion. It's like uh, I watch for like five minutes and then I'm like, really? Okay, it's, it's the greatest thing on TV right now. <laughs> the only thing it I love is about the it, best thing to watch. The only thing I really really enjoy. about Do you it. like blowouts? No, I like oh, watching I'm a Spurs the old fan. men. Oh, okay. But I like watching the old men. 
the take, old man of the take first. him to school. And they well, really I, took him to school last year too, and then yeah. they blew it at the end. So I, hope I was that happen. I was watching the uh, I read something on ESPN saying why are the Heat losing, and one of the theories, at least on ESPN, according to ESPN Insider, is that the Heat core had played so many minutes during the regular season, so much more, in fact, than the Spurs, that they're much more tired come playoff time. Well, listen, there's no doubt about it that Popovich is the master of the rest-run cycle. Absolutely. Of, of understanding how to maximize his players when he needs to maximize them. He is the absolute best. I'm even going to say he's the best in NBA history at managing that rest-run cycle. I mean, I would, I would even go as far to say that he may be the best NBA coach history. Period. Could be. Could be argued. Period. Yeah. Seventeen straight seasons since Duncan's been there, they've been in the playoffs, and I think they may have close to fifty wins in every one of those seventeen seasons. And yeah. even this year, I'm going to check that out real quick. So going back to the the Heat resting, or I mean, not resting their their guys. Right. The Spurs constantly rest the big three. Their oh, big yeah. three: Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker. They constantly do it. Popovich actually gets fined. Sometimes, yeah. From the NBA because he does that. The night before when he's supposed to let them know a couple nights before because ticket sales, whenever you're traveling to you know, to Miami, right? the night before he'll rest his, he'll tell everybody he's resting his guys. Yeah, he doesn't care because it's not about that. It's about winning. Nope. That's right. And the Spurs were still eight games better in the regular season than the Heat. Sure. In a weak Eastern well, Conference. There, there's no question that... Popovich is so much more brilliant and have so much more cognizance of the game than Eric Spolstra. I mean, it's not even close. I mean, if you compare the coaches, Eric Spolstra, I don't even think is that great of a coach. I mean, I'm not going to say he's terrible, but I mean, he's coaching the LeBron James and LeBron James took a weak Cavaliers team to the final, you know, and this is the Heat who are supposed to be star studded. So it doesn't take a great coach to take them to the finals, I would have to say. So. Very similar to Calipari. Oh wait, we're not going to go there yet. We are going to we are <laughs> going to get to that. Cal- I, I liked how Calipari coached Kentucky against Wichita State, though. I was there, watched that game because he finally time. made an adjustment for the first time in fifteen <laughs> right. years of coaching. We're going to stay on this, and we will <laughs> we will come back to the Calipari preparing people. I don't, for the I NBA, don't know so. if we should go back to that. I think we should. I think we need to go. <laughs> we'll we will go there. But mm-hmm. right now, I mean, I want to talk. There's so many things for me to hit on these spur things. And so right now we were talking about, you know, Pop being so good at resting those guys. And uh, and the 17 straight seasons, the 51 seasons, is, I mean, that it's unheard of. In a league where you constantly have people having, you know, leaving the roster, coming to the roster, to basically take this core group of guys and to win 50 games a year for 17 straight seasons is Ridiculous. unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ridiculous. And I know he's got some NBA titles and stuff, but it doesn't have as maybe as many as Phil Jackson or whatever else. But I gotta agree with you, Aaron. As far as like the day to day coaching of a team, I don't think there's anyone better and more consistent than Greg Popovich. Mm-hmm. And uh the the restaurant cycle is a real interesting thing to me. I actually learned this recently. They were studying the dogs that win the Iditarod. The the Alaskan sled dog race. Okay. There's never there's one group of family of dogs that is constantly where the winners of the Iditarod come out of. And they mm. always, the secret to them winning is they always rest more than they run. So if they're yeah. on, you know, out Whoa. for however many days, 51 to 52% of the time they're resting and 48 to 49% they're running. But when they're running, 
Well, they're running hard in the Preakness too. That was the complaint of the owner. We'll get to that too. of California Chrome was that the other horses had rested in his. Yeah. In- Can I say ass clown on the air because that's what the guy looked like? I just, I that guy. Well, I, again, I don't want to even get go there right now, but eventually I want to get to the point of talking about that. But you, I think there's a little bit different, a little bit of a different scenario because we're talking about you know playing every day. Well, I'm not I'm trying I'm, to manage an 82. I'm not series. agreeing with him. I'm just saying that he's saying the same thing as you. No, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, think I mean, he's kind of a whiner in my mind. Stop whining and get on with your life. But you know, whatever. But uh, but the Spurs. I also I'm going to go throw this out there of why, and this is kind of going back to my old man rant that I had last week, JT. Oh boy! <laughs> All Again, right. I told you this happens every time. All right, go ahead. This is, you know, me going back to living the glory days. Kelly, I'm sure you listened <laughs> reverently, and I'm talking about how much better the NBA was in the 80s than it is uh, today, and it's really not even close. The You get a situation where you are – the NBA today has got a generational – it's got two different generations that make up the league. Duncan and Ginobili and Tony Parker are Gen X guys. LeBron, all those guys are Gen Y guys, okay? So – and, and in basketball, it's even more pro- profound because you saw a major shift happen in basketball. So you had uh, Garnett and Kobe are basically my age. Okay. And, and Duncan's my age as well. And Duncan came and played three years at Wake Forest. Was, I mean, he was unbelievable yeah. in college. It's so much fun to watch. I loved watching him so much. And then uh, and those guys you know, stayed in college. They, they didn't really have the AAU of today. It's, it wasn't the same. They went to like a they went to like big massive camps, right? That exposure camps. They had like four year, but they didn't spend all time, spend all summer playing games. And then, and then Kobe and and Garnett get drafted straight out of high school, mm-hmm. and just the whole shift of basketball happened. Where then it became all about the summer events. You had to evaluate these kids. We had to, we've got to take the next kid out of high school because we don't want to miss on the next Kobe or the next Garnett. And we had all these busts. So all of a sudden, you went from these kids actually doing instructional workouts for these NBA guys to just playing games. Yeah, and it's, and playing it, these AU things. It's kind of like kids at an. I have to make this comparison just for the fun of it. Like kids, he's messing up my at point. An, at an ice cream, I'm truck. on my point, and he's messing up my point. So mute, mute his mic real quick. All right. <laughs> then here we go. Then we got the whole situation where the the shift goes when Aaron and I, when you and I grew up, we were outside in the backyard and we were playing with our buddies, no parental supervision. And if something happened, we had to, we had to problem that, solve it right there. Did you all even have outside in the in the Dakotas? I mean, could you go outside, <laughs> or was it just too cold the whole time? So, but we actually had to like we had pro- some grass. We had a problem solved right there. There was fights. There was all the other stuff, but we had to take care of it with no adult kind of getting in the way. Unbelievable problem-solving skills that happened at that time, and it also uh, kind of a, a gut check. You know, you had to learn to take it to the next level. You learn to be more competitive as well. These guys have a referee or an adult present every single time they're out doing an activity. So there's no – it's just you're kind of going out there and playing and going through the motions. And so it's like uh, you have this whole thing occurring now where you got the way where these guys grew up. And then you take where Parker – and Ginobili were really f- two of the first international guys coming to the league, and they had a pressure on them to succeed. To now, these guys play so many supervised games, it's losing a game is not even a big deal to them because they played mm-hmm. 150 games a year. Yeah. 
Well, and the other thing that happens too is that it's it's supervised, but it's not structured. Especially the AAU, they just go out there and it's all offense. There's no defense. It's just right. a showcasing of their skills. Nope. They don't nope care if they lose the game because no. all they're trying to do is just show themselves off. Right. And so the whole importance of like how important it is, and I was actually talking about this with another high school coach this weekend of how important it is. You know, when we used to tell our guys that every single time you were you step on the floor, the scoreboard's on, there's people in the stands, and there's referees on the floor. That was special. You only got a certain limited amount of those opportunities in your life where the game really mattered. Nowadays, that happens, you know, three time. times a day in the summer. So, yeah. Yeah. it's 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 it gets watered down from that. And I'll even go even further with that. This uh, when that Kobe Garnett thing happened. That's when the there was a huge jump in the early specialization of sports, where kids spe- started to specialize on one sport earlier. Right. And I think that's another thing that's killing athletics today. Whether kids are not encouraged to play more than one sport. Yeah. Mike, can can I? Can I ask you a question? Was that a rant? That was a rant. I okay. like it. Okay. As the recruiting coordinator for the Kentucky Derby Festival Classic All-Star Game. Yes. Which Aaron just said he hates, but that's okay. Go ahead. I, I picked up on that earlier. I didn't actually say I And I saw, I saw your facial reaction to that, Mike. I did. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Thanks. Nonetheless. He said, he said two things today. He hates Kentucky hate fans. All-Star Games. Yes. <laughs> I love Mike. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Sorry, Kelly. Um. And your rant in one hand, and you being the recruiting coordinator for the Derby Festival Classic in the other, are those competing or contradicting Absolutely not. stances? And if, if this is the last of a dying breed in Pops Spurs, how can you combat that from your position? Well, from my position, I can't do anything. I'm just trying to sell tickets. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to, right? Now, when you compare it to like the dying of the Kentucky-Indiana series and the, the lack of... Uh, Fan support that's happened even with our event, you know, that's way down from where it was. You know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's because those kids are being overly exposed out there. But I, I, you know, I go to these events, and we have these exact same conversations with the coaches in the stands. I mean, these are the same things that are that are being said. You know, that we, the coaches, the coaches don't like this, but it's kind of like an unnecessary evil. They get to go evaluate so many kids at one time. They can't really pass up the opportunity to do it. Mm. You know, but I, um, at the high school level, it's different. I would like to see the kids be able to encourage to go outside when they're 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old because to me that's where all that stuff kind of really kind of formulates, you know, where you go out in the backyard and you play. But nowadays everybody's got two parents at work. It's almost impossible for it to happen. Is there any hope for U.S. basketball is my question. The lack of AAU – uh, from Tim Duncan, Mano Ginobili, Tony Parker, appears, from from my perspective, to be the reason they pass the ball and play they, don't, they don't dribble. Um, they play the ball, the, the game the right way, and I don't see that from the AAU former AAU stars. Is there any hope? You don't the, see that from anybody else in the NBA, do you? No, you don't. Until they play in the Olympics. Well, LeBron passes the ball quite a bit. When they play when in the they Olympics, they actually play as a team. <laughs> The team, the team, the thing about the Spurs that I like too is the way they play team defense. You yeah. don't go out there and look and say those guys play incredibly good defense and they're moving around all the time. But they're so good with their positioning and shifting and moving with the ball, jumping with the ball that they're always where they can make it easier on themselves and still play really strong defense. And I, you know, I don't know, I Kelly, that's a great point because something's just gonna have, there's gonna have to be a shift for us to get back from it just being the best athletes. To being the best basketball players, and then because right now, as far as 
basketball players with really high basketball IQ, uh, there's not, there's nobody. Else. Maybe, maybe Durant. Durant's a good player. You gotta like Durant. And I would even say Durant's got a higher basketball IQ than LeBron does. LeBron's just a freak of an athlete. Mm, listen, I'm I'm no LeBron fan. I I I think there's I like no LeBron. one more calculated for the camera in sports than LeBron. I know Tiger Woods gets a bad rap for that, but LeBron takes the cake when it comes to that. He is yeah, so calculated. He is. It's it's not even fun. The, I like what you said. Calculated for the camera for, for the camera himself. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I agree. That's not basketball IQ. I was to say, but so I'm I'm prefacing all this. All right. There's no one better. There's no one more talented as a basketball player than LeBron James, maybe in the history of the game, but he's still not the best player that's ever played. But he has the most talent. He His basketball IQ, I think, is off the charts about knowing spacing, knowing where people need to be. He just lacks the heart, the killer instinct. And the other thing I want to bring up, too, that I was thinking about, you remember when uh, he left? He was leaving Cleveland right. that last year? They played the Spurs in the NBA Finals. They did? His demeanor right now is the exact same way. Like, he's got one foot out the door. I'm not saying he's leaving Miami. I don't know if he is. He could be. Yeah. But he has the exact same demeanor. He has no fire in his eyes. He stares down the crowd more than he stares down the other players. He's trying to intimidate the crowd more. I can't stand that. He dunks the ball. He runs off the court, and he's pumping his chest, staring at the crowd. What what are they going to do? It's entertainment value. It's entertainment value. Jordan doesn't stare at the crowd. So the, he had no the need NBA to. The NBA is becoming the WWE. Instead, he just stuck his tongue out at the crowd. But anyway, <laughs> well, I think he was just sticking his tongue out at. Everybody. I'm just kidding. Man. I just, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't. I, the basketball is uh, his basketball IQ is nowhere compared to those guys though that we grew up with. No, it's not even the ballpark of a bird who had the, didn't have the athletic ability and had right. to be able to have the basketball IQ to be successful. Nowhere close to Isaiah. Nowhere close to uh, to Magic or Jordan. Uh, I mean, it's not even in the. I don't. It's not even the same conversation. Probably not. Kobe's probably. Kobe might have a little bit better basketball IQ. I don't. I. I I'm not a Kobe fan at all. Mm, I don't like Kobe. Uh, and plus, he's he's done. Yeah, he's. he's I, I think finished. he's. But to, I hope not. I hope he. I hope he's not done. Huh? I hope he's not done. I want him to come back one year, and just. Be the Kobe of old and just stick it in LeBron's face. I don't think it's, I don't think he's capable. I don't. I don't know. Maybe not. With all his injuries, you start getting those. Those and he's leg got nobody injuries. around him. I mean, it's that's yeah. the best Kobe when he has nobody around. He just chucks the ball all game. <laughs> chucks <That's>, the ball. <laughs> that goes to great basketball key right there too. All right, we are way overdue for a break, so we're going to go to our, our second break, and we'll be right back on the Brand J Lawrence Weekend Sports Bus. All right, I think we're back on the air. We uh, we had a little uh, discussion here during the break. They kind of ran over, but we were back here on the weekend sports buzz. Uh, you know, I'm such a good radio host. 
um, and Mike and Doppel here with uh, with JT and Aaron. <laughs> That uh, we're in the third segment. And I haven't given out the phone number yet to call in, so <laughs> that's how that's how qualified of a radio host I am right here. Mm. Uh, the Oxmoor Four Lincoln Buzz Line three eight four fourteen fifty. Make sure you call in, and we do want to wish a happy Father's Day out there to all the dads listening. And uh, if you're looking for a late Father's Day gift, some people are. Do you do you have your 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 Father's Day gift in hand? Your dad doesn't even live here, so you're probably not going to see him. So yeah, um, I call him and. Call him and say hello. Tell him I like him. You should get your dad, even though he lives in, <laughs> your dad lives like in North Dakota. Or South, South Dakota. South Dakota. He still needs the 2014 Sports Buzz golf card. It's hot the press. This year, feature, card features Chariot Run, Glen Oaks, the Polo Fields Heritage Hill, Woodhaven Country yeah. Club. Justin I live Oaks. right near Glen Oaks. Can I, can I like finish my advertising? No. Nope. Jesus. Nope. I mean, he, I'm just kidding. I mean, look, Kelly, just mute his mic. Just, all right. Uh, Valley View and Christmas Lake Golf Course in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2014 Sports Buzz go- card. Just go to 1450thesportsbuzz.com slash golf card for more information. Perfect Father's Day gift, especially if you're looking for a last-second thing. All right, now, go ahead, JT. Yeah. I was just you live near Glen Oaks, don't you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's all I was saying. That, that was my only comment. Hey, he let's... is so harsh to me just because I'm a young guy. I mean, this is out of control. I think he is. He's got a little envy going on. Is that what it is? I, I think when he walked in, he had a little spring in his step, and you were kind of aching and rubbing some parts down this morning. Yeah, I, I think be, you're a little jealous. It is a beautiful day outside. It is like if this could be our... If last night and this morning could be the way it always is in Kentucky, I don't think anyone would ever, ever leave. But the allergies for me were like on full force. I didn't know if I was going to really be able to talk today. I mean, we were hoping that you weren't going to be able to really talk today. Most people do hope that I'm not able to talk. So uh, the other thing that we have not even mentioned is the World Cup. Um, Why? Mainly because I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I know there's people out there that do care, and I might watch if Italy's playing. Uh, or the United States are playing, but I guess the United States is like in the group from death or whatever. The group D. No, their their group is they're like the United States is like the thirteenth ranked soccer team in the world, mm. and then the fourth ranked team in their group. So they have a group that's just unbelievably talented. Supposedly Ghana, Germany, another team. All right, so, so they're basically done who's in the, who's first, the, other team? the first Brazil? group. Brazil's in their group. I, I don't know. Actually. No, it's not. It's okay. it's Germany, Ghana, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a gauntlet of. It's a really tough, yeah. It's it's a so soccer they're, nation. They're basically in trouble in the first. Yeah, first they're group. not, and I think that's why they didn't take Lane and Donovan because they're going to treat this as a experience for their younger guys to build for the next. Yeah, uh, their next, and I I couldn't even name an American soccer player outside of Lane and Donovan. I'm uh, sure I could if I saw the roster. I don't know. Well, well I could yeah, probably you, name the entire team if I saw the roster. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> no, I mean like I'd say I've heard of one of them. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah. What do you think about the professional soccer team coming here? The mm. whatever right below the MLS thing we're affiliated. I think it's two stages below. We, number one, we're below we're because we're feed right up to the Orlando City. What, what what is Orlando City? It's just freaking Orlando. All right, I, this then they want to call it Louisville City. It, uh, this whole thing is just Louisville, and they're playing in a baseball stadium. Louisville like, just means the city of Lewis, so why call it the city of Lewis City? That's, uh, I, I'm confused. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but, you're saying Louisville City. Yeah. It means the city of Lewis City. Why call it add another city onto it when it already has city in the name? Anyway. That's my point. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's Deep Thoughts by JT. You run the Deep Thoughts by Jack Andy? We can do that. Deep Thoughts by JT. All right. I love it. All right. So I might need a Stuart Smalley moment. Yeah. <laughs> you're good enough. You're smart enough. And doggone it, people like you. Not everybody, but the, some people The Michael do. Jordan Stuart Smalley <laughs> bit on Saturday Night Live yeah. was... When Jordan starts smiling, he's and like, "We'll call up. you Michael J to protect your anonymity." <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. 
<laughs> it was fantastic. All right. But uh, so we have professional soccer coming to Louisville mm-hmm. um, of some level. Minor league sports here, the Bats are one of the best AAA franchises in baseball. Uh, I think part of that is because we've had such we've had great players come through here that we've seen make an immediate uh, impact in the major leagues. There was a time, JT, before before you were even born. Don't don't go Billy Hamilton when you've got guys like Willie McGee and Vince Coleman and Carlton I'm Fisk. Just saying, and, guys, I watched. Well, I watched Billy Hamilton. I know because you're 12. Jay Bruce. I'm not Josh Hamilton. Josh yeah. Hamilton. Adam, Adam Dunn was the best to watch here, though. All right. Huh? Adam Dunn was the best to Adam watch Dunn, here. Adam Dunn because he the it, short porch. I'm going I mean, back was, to the old Cardinal Stadium, though. I mean, you have to go back to when, in the 80s, the bats were how can out go drawing. Back there? The bats, <laughs> you can't go back there. It's just not really nice to go back there. The bats were out drawing the Montreal Expos. And that's legitimate. That happened. The bats would have more fans. Redbirds. The Redbirds. Yes, yeah. the Redbirds. Thank you. The Redbirds had more fans than the Montreal Expos. Well, everybody had more fans than the Montreal Expos yeah. back then, but yeah. And uh, so. That's why they don't exist anymore. <laughs> but that, that works here. The, for some reason, the bats work. The other minor league things that we've tried here in Louisville. Have not worked. The arena football has not worked. The uh, we've had a couple of semi-pro basketball teams that do not work. And then we have this. We've had the hockey that I loved going to the minor league hockey games because it was cheap beer and a lot of fights. Mm. I mean, it was awesome. That's in the parking lot. Yeah, that was. In, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> now you got to with the basketball and the football thing. You could load the rosters with local guys that the fans know the names. No one's going to know any of these soccer players playing here, and they're playing in a baseball mm. stadium. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I don't know. I, I did not grow up <clears throat> playing soccer. I was not a fan of it. The only thing I know about it right now is the World Cup my, my kids play. I help coach their teams. And you hate and it. And I tell them to kick the ball. <laughs> I, I, I have no clue. I, I don't. It, it's beyond me. I, I don't see the fun in it. You can't hit people. You can't make contact with them. Um. It's a skill of grace. I'm kidding. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's you know what it, it's and tough. Of course, we know what everyone says. It's because you don't understand the game and the nuances of the game. And you know what? Neither do those freaking fans in Europe who go to soccer games. They go to get freaking trashed and yell the entire time. Okay, yeah. and that's why they when also Brazil. Someone in Brazil blows something. The fans rush the the field, kill the referee, and decapitate the player and leave his head on a stick. I mean, it's because and, they're trashed out the wazoo and they're just looking for an excuse to get drunk it's like going to a cubs but game. it's all it's like going the to cubs, a cubs oh game. come on the cubs fans are very loyal fans <laughs> but you know the thing is we have football here we have real football we have yes. yeah real football so that takes the attention away from soccer most of those other countries do not have american football so no. are, you, are you saying they have rugby though are you Rugby's saying that the guys that play soccer here are the ones who are not athletic enough to play the other sports uh, maybe even not even at, not athletic enough. They're probably athletic enough, but they're probably well. Okay, maybe they're not. Maybe they're not athletic enough because they're five nine, five ten. Okay. There's not a lot of spots on an NFL roster for five nine, five ten, or guy. basketball, no. or baseball, or basketball, or, or baseball. There's well, baseball, baseball, baseball you can bit, absolutely baseball a little bit. You could, yeah, you can. But they're extremely athletic. I mean, they're. They run all the time. I'm not taking anything yeah. away from them, but now, a lot of European sports. There's a lot of running, like rugby and soccer, two big sports there. A lot of running, cricket, a lot of running. Once, you but I the think ball. if if you had American football in Europe, that was as big as it was here. 
you would start off just like it is here. You'd start off playing soccer. As you got bigger, you might make the transition into American football rather than stay with soccer. And if you can't, you'd play soccer. It, or if you just like it, maybe you have parents that don't want you to play and tackle football, and then you start playing and soccer. And that is happening right now. It, I mean, it does. That definitely is. I mean, the football numbers in the youth leagues in, in the United States is going way down. And it should. We, we, you, you know, you don't need to be eight, nine years old slamming heads together for football. It doesn't. There is not one NFL player that's ever played that will tell you, I'm here because of what I did at eight, when I was eight years old. You know, and I'm going to equate <laughs> That's this. A good point. I'm going to equate United States soccer this way. And we only got a couple minutes left before the end of the hour, and then I don't want to you talk know, about I, soccer again. I played. I played. <laughs> thank you. I, I played like baseball when I was really young, and then I, like you said, transitioned to something else. I'm okay, sorry. go ahead. That, that was great. Thank <laughs> you for. Uh, I was. I was uh, verifying his statement. The I've been verified. Our yeah. sports, our basketball, you know, is. We're, we should be heads and tails above everyone else in the world in basketball, right? Mm-hmm. And so when these other national teams look for basketball coaches for their national team, they usually pick American coaches to come help. And that's how you know you're at the top of the heap, right? If you, You're at the top of the heap if you have someone from your country coaching your team. Would you agree with that? Uh, the United States has someone who's from – he's a German uh, – Coaching the team. Yeah. That's Dale, how you know you're not any good. Dale yeah. Harris still coaches teams like in China for basketball. Right. But guys yeah. like that are everywhere. But uh, on the flip side, and I just want to throw this in there, the Spurs are trying to recruit one of the best European coaches. I think he's an I'm Italian talking about the coach. national team. The yeah, national that's team. That's a fair point. Your national team, you're, you're not good at the sport if someone from your country does not coach the team. Certainly we have gotten a lot worse since the dream team, that's for sure. I'm in basketball, but I'm in soccer. Yeah. We still have an American guy coaching the basketball team, and we're always in the conversation as one of the world powers in basketball. Right. We're not going to be in the world powers conversation for soccer ever until Is Krzyzewski American. Well, I mean, he was in the army. <laughs> I'm so. just kidding with that last name. Uh, so anyway, by the way, there is a couple of these guys in the soccer team I've heard of. I've heard of uh, I've heard of that Tim Howard goalie guy. Right. He's a yeah. Goalie. He's bald, right? I've heard of him. Dempsey. I've heard of uh, yeah Dempsey was the other one that I heard of. Um, I couldn't t- Clint Dempsey. That's what his name. That's that's it. That's the only guys in the American soccer team I've ever heard of. I have no idea. And for all I know, one of these guys could be from U of L, and I wouldn't know. <laughs> I have no idea who the U of L guy who got Altador in the MLF. I don't know who Altador is. I've heard of him, Josie Altador. How would what, you you watching MLS a lot or something? All right, well, we got it. Listen, we're up against... See, anybody who disagrees with him, he just bashes. That's his thing. That, well, yeah, that's what Good Sports Radio is all about. All right, <laughs> that's what we'll Italians be, do. We're at the end of the first hour. <laughs> we'll be right back on the other side of the break here on the Weekend Sports Bus.
What? It, it sounds like Mike's theme song. What, right what the hell is that? I, but this, I get, I get Kelly one thing. This is what I said. Wait, a minute, he's gonna just jam this thing out. This is a slow dance brought to you by Kelly Patrick. On my, my, my father's morning. eyes. Listen, on your father's eyes. You know another. I guess the, the other good father song is Stealing Cinderella. But uh, I would get. I told Kelly. So just said, just find a song that has "Daddy" in the title. And I'm thinking he's gonna come up with some rap song or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's probably a lot and, of And uh, he comes up. I don't even know what that was. What was it again? Probably come up with a lot of Taylor Swift songs. Just, that in there. just some <laughs> some fly by night guy, Eric Clapton. Oh yeah, I've heard of him. My father's right. eyes. No biggie. That was Eric Clapton. That was Eric Clapton. I've never heard that song before in my life. He's also singing about cocaine, and he's singing about his father's eyes at the same time. There you go. Probably while on heroin. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into uh, a little bit more. Uh, again, Mike and Doffo here with uh, with JT and, and Aaron, and we're uh, talking sports here on 1450. The Sports Buzz, brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence. Also want to remind people real quick that uh, a very exciting time for in our in our world right here. There is now an iPhone and iPad app for LiveSportsCaster.com. So if you want to get a podcast of this show, you could you could have us on an app, get a podcast of this show. You could even start your own sports podcast from the comfort of your own couch. It's really easy to do. Check it out, LiveSportsCaster.com uh, or the Live Sportscaster uh, app in the iStore. It, Android too, or is it just is it just an iPhone app right now? Kelly, I know? think right now, it, right now it's just for the, the iPhone. But Matt should have the Android. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It, it, as of a few days ago, you can now get it on your Android also. Yes, mm, yes. Awesome. All right, there so, you go. So, so we could we could listen to ourselves all day all long. the time, which I can't do. I hate hearing my voice. <laughs> I hate hearing it too. You hate hearing my voice or your voice? <laughs> Yours. And, and that's why we have no callers. So yeah, that's here. right. Uh, going back real quick to the a uh, little bit of the NBA talk, there was a, a little bit of a scuttlebutt that was raised in our community this week. There was a a poll that Jeff Goodman did, and uh, he pulled some NBA executives of the uh, of the coaches in college that do the best job of uh, developing NBA talent. And oh gosh, I know where this one's going. We had two top ten coaches. Um, kind of, you know, ironically, uh, we had number nine, Rick Pitino, mm-hmm. and uh, number 10, John Calipari. So if somehow, uh-huh. you know, having three guys in the NBA makes means that you're good at uh, developing NBA talent. I don't I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, uh, when he was at Kentucky, he probably had a little bit more. Rick Pitino did. He did. I mean, but I mean, let's face it. When Rick Pitino was at Calipari, I mean, Kentucky, he was John Calipari is now. I mean, he was recruiting... Anybody he wanted, he got the top talent. He got it wasn't like he was getting these like scrubby guys. He was getting multiple McDonald's All Americans, all this stuff, and uh, really none of those guys. Not with the Mashburn had a decent career, but got hurt. Yeah, he was really good until he got hurt. None of those guys really had. McGlure was uh, all right. Mercer flamed out. Are you giving Nazi Muhammad to Rick Pitino right give, now? I think you got to give Nazi Muhammad to Toby Smith. Really? Yeah. Really? Let's see. I don't think Nazi under Rick was it. He lost NBA. like 150 pounds Nazi under Mo- Rick or something <laughs> like that. Nazi Mohammed won the championship with Tubby Smith. You give him a glory to Rick or to Tubby Smith? I give him to Tubby Smith on that one too. Tubby Smith. Mm. I mean, uh, so. Do you, Smith, do you give Tubby's championship I, to the, Rick I, as well? I, we'll go, I'm going to go right here, and I said this earlier <laughs> in the show. Out of yeah. the three of them, between Rick, Tubby, and, and Cal, Tubby's the best at developing NBA talent. Mm. Bogans? Well, Bogans, Bogans Tayshaun, look at the Tayshaun guys that Prince. he puts in the NBA stay in the NBA. 
And the, if you can put Nazi, McGlure, Chuck Hayes in the NBA and they stay in the NBA. Rondo. Ron, well, he, he's not going to get credit for Rondo. Well, I mean, he coached him. He coached him, but he Rondo, that was a situation where Rondo and him did not get along. It was not, Tubby did not take the top talent and get them to the NBA. Tubby was really good at taking that next level. And you even yeah. could somewhat give him credit for uh, for Jody Meeks. Yeah. In, in some ways as well. And take yeah. those guys to the let those guys go to the uh, have, but the reason why is because those tubby guys all play defense. Yeah, they do. Well, they were fundamentally sound, and they? they were fundamentally look, sound. Look at how I, I know you hate the Big Twelve, but look at how much better. Even though their record maybe not have showed it, Texas Tech was this year in the Big Twelve because of Tubby Smith. They played better defense, and they put racist guys behind the basket that make them work as smart. That's right. That's what it is. Rick, yeah, Rick Barnes maybe deserves. I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge. In his ascent to being a superstar, does Rick Barnes deserve more credit than he gets? Uh, well, he had those guys. Didn't, was Lamarcus Aldridge the one and done guy? I know Durant was. Let's see. I don't know. All I'm saying, he, the Billy Donovan was number one. All right, Billy Donovan's got some guys out there that are super players. Joe Kim Noah, yep. uh, Al Horford, mm-hmm. um, you know, all those guys are, are really well, good. Is Tubby Smith even on the list? Tubby's not on the list, and mm-hmm. I think that's it. I actually, when you compare, you have Ben Howland on there, which mm-hmm. Ben Howland doesn't even have a team right now. So how does Ben Howland make it, and he doesn't even have a team? Because the guys like Russell Westbrook and well, and then there's a great but then Westbrook why? is West. The the Thunder will not win a championship as long as Westbrook's their point guard. I agree, totally agree. Agreed. But how does <clears throat> how does how does Ben Howland make it at number two? He doesn't even have a team. Jim Calhoun does even. Why is he not in the top two or three? Good question. Jim Calhoun Jim has Calhoun put more players Ray in the Allen, NBA. Ray Allen stick. hasn't done too bad. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, because Ben uh, Ben Howland's actively looking for a job, and Calhoun is retired. I don't know. Maybe he's I, actively looking just behind the scenes. No yeah. one's. That's yeah, what they say. Yeah. I mean, that, that's you thought he was going to get the Boston College job from everything I heard, and uh, yeah. I don't know what happened there. So. They probably didn't want you know a fight breaking out or anything every game. Let's but, go. Yeah. Let's go through this list because I don't think there's really. I mean, John Beeline in Michigan. I don't like that. Izzo, Michigan State. Yeah, you gotta you gotta oh. like Izzo. All right, who do you, who's his big uh, NBA person? He's put out there right now. That's Jason that, Richardson. Yeah, but I mean, it's like I'm I'm, I'm questioning who who is his I mean, number I one guy. I don't know who his guy is. I, I mean, there's got to be guys that I'm not thinking did, of. Did Mateen Cleese have an unbelievable NBA career? Certainly not. Did uh, what was the other guard that played with him? Mo Pete. Yeah, I mean he was he had a decent NBA career, yeah. but not like a. I like Delvon Rowe. I think he's done a fantastic job with Delvon Rowe out um, at uh, Golden State. Yeah, he's a he's a great player, but he's versatile. He's he knows how to play. I mean, but again, now, let's let's be fair here. This is not Jeff Goodman saying this. This is straight NBA from the NBA execs. execs. All right, Fred Hoiberg. What has he proven? What has he proven? He's number five. He's got the one guy, right? The one guy that was afraid to travel, and I don't even know if he's still in the NBA. Uh, the Royce, Royce, Royce. Yep. They're gonna. Yeah, I think they're gonna. All, Iowa State though has gotten a lot better. Sweet sixteen run. I mean, you would. They have, but that doesn't yeah, do but this is anything NBA, for the NBA talent, right? If we're talking that, then Cal. Yeah, I don't know why Cal's Fred Hoiberg is on there, but here's some guys: Zach Randolph for Michigan State. Went someone we forgot about. Yeah, but, all right. If we're going to say guys that are good in the NBA that went there, I mean, the argument against Cal is that they were good when they got they got there. They go through Kentucky for a year, and then they, they're 
then they're in the, NBA. They're the exact it's, same player when they leave. It's a bizarre list. Let's, There's no question. It seems like that they're <clears throat> friends with Fred Hoiberg, and that's maybe why they voted for him. It's a bizarre list. No, I agree. And well, he's got and a lot of friends in the NBA, so they he does. He played in the NBA. For well, years. They, they he's they the mayor. He's the mayor. Coach that's K's right. guys. Coach K's six on this list. Coach K. Coach K's guys fizzle out of the NBA faster than any other coach out there, except for Kentucky's. Kentucky's got Kentucky's got 21 players in the NBA right now. <laughs> but the, the, tell me one guy that has gotten better at Kentucky. I think Anthony Davis got better at Kentucky. Yeah, he did. Anthony Davis for sure. Was that better. a product of Calipari's poor coaching, or was that just because he's got older? Tell me one thing he got better at. Well, De- not got, one Calipari player. His offense. No, he got better offensively. He was, he was a good defensive player coming in. His offensive I think, game got way I think, better. I think he goes to Wichita State. I think he does the exact same improvement or more. I, I don't think that's fair. Wichita to State's I don't think that good, drip, a good coach. The though. dribble drive teaches and you I nothing think, except for look for the one-on-one exploit. Well, guess what the NBA is, and look how it's doing for the Heat. Look at the Spurs. They pass the ball. They play great offense. Well, I don't disagree with you. That's the argument we just had earlier on. I'm just saying to prepare you for the NBA. His offense will prepare you for the NBA more than any other offense. And I don't think so. I think that you're, it's just he, Calipari's an AA, a glorified AAU coach because they're not learning anything at Kentucky, how to run an offense, the proper way of running an offense. If you had a bunch of pops down at the college level and then they go to the NBA, the NBA game would be yeah, so much cleaner ex- and beautiful. You're exactly to watch. right. He got to that level from not knowing anything. I think mm. he knows a, 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 a way of running that dribble drive. Well, I mean, he had the dribble drive was recent, and he no, actually ran he actually time. hasn't even ran the dribble drive that much at Kentucky. No, he hasn't. It's it's a variation of it, but it's his whole premise and basis. Which is even more so, which is amazing that he's able to get so many big guys because the dribble drive is not a big guy right. friendly offense. I agree. And his and his big guys, Demarcus Cousins was got better. I mean, Demarcus Cousins had to get more mature, had to get a, a greater understanding of what's expected yep. of him. And I think what you saw on this Kentucky team, Patrick Patterson got better. Shows to me that Kentucky, what, what exactly it is about Kentucky? It's about taking the star guy, getting them to learn how to play with other people, and understand their role and the severity. Because and you saw that with this year's group, where you had once they figured out what their role was, once he got them to that point, and I think he tried everything in the book to get them to get to that point. You saw the run they went on. Yeah, and he talked. He he talked about that. I'm trying to remember the Kentucky players. Uh, the guy who played in the All-Star game last year who wasn't that great, but he's like, at one point in the season, he said that's the only guy who knows his role, and he only scored like two points a game. You're talking about Dominic Hawkins. Yes, that's who I'm talking about. And then but, Dominic Hawkins goes out and you know one of the best defensive players in college basketball. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you know goes to China this summer, wins a slam dunk contest, and uh, was killing it from the offensive standpoint. So He's going to be good next this year. I mean, he's gonna, he should be better. I, I, I don't see how you can't have, first off, if you want to prepare guys for being in the limelight of being on an NBA team, is there a better spot to be in at the Kentucky that you're going to have more media attention? We're going to be treated more like an NBA player from the standpoint of, uh, you know, from the fan interaction and all, and the press and all that other stuff. You're going to get a shot. You're going to get drafted. You're going to get drafted. You're going to get a shot. This list, I, it appears, is evaluating something other than that. I, I don't. Yeah, this list to me is is crap. I mean, I'm looking at the Buzz, Duke, the Buzz Duke players in there. What's who's Buzz Williams got right now? Yeah, uh, the guy with the guy with dreads uh, from a couple years ago is he even in the league. <laughs> but they, I mean, again, he's supposed to be the eighth. He's better than Rick Pitino of developing the NBA talent. There's no way that that's true. Buzz Williams over Rick Pitino. I mean, Coach K's list isn't that bad. Shane Battier, 
Elton Brand. Okay, but listen, Kyrie hey, Irving. JJ those Redick. guys. Those guys were stars at the college level. And, and they're and, role and players. They've stuck around Kyrie for years. Ol- Kyrie Irving. A couple is of them a, stayed around, and they. But most of them are role players. Austin Rivers is freaking terrible. Jay Williams never developed into anything because he got, he of course he got hurt. You got Kyrie Irving, who you can give some. Uh, Redick is a decent Grant, player. <laughs> you got to give Grant Hill. I mean, Grant he was, Hill. Grant Hill had played a for serviceable. Serviceable. He could have been one of the greats. He just got hurt. So, in my eyes, if you play for what is it, ten years plus, and you're going to get an NBA a pension from the NBA. There's got to be some value. Maybe they're looking at different things like that. Elton Brand has been in the league for for a long time. Shane Battier is excelling. He, he was voted the best teammate this past year. Maybe they're mm-hmm. looking at some different things than than meets the eye to the casual fan. I don't know what they're looking at. Yeah, well, I mean, some of them you got Buzz Williams. You got to be like, what? I mean, that's a very strange. Fred Hoiberg, like you said, Bill Self. Bill Self has gotten some players there. Yeah, I mean, but he's, he's a great recruiter. He's, he's how's how's putting Bill Self there any different than putting Cal there? It's it's not. I mean, I, I what people what, don't like Cal is what I take away from the list. Exactly, and maybe that's why Cal's and this is NBA guys. Maybe this is why Cal's not in the NBA. Mm. Well, he got offered it for for the Cavs. He did get offered for the Cavs, but let's just face it: the Cavs are it's a crappy job. I mean, yeah. now with the, the Cavs, you can put a eighty million dollar umbrella on it, but the Cavs is a crappy job. Is a it will be a crappy job, and it's nothing's going to change it for me in a crappy job, especially unless, if they take him beat. Unless LeBron goes back, he's not going back. If he does, Cal will jump. If it's still open, I, they they were pulling Cal because they were hoping that would pull LeBron. Right, yeah. true. Yeah, I would think so. And then yeah. there's, and they were just, they're hoping that LeBron comes. Well, LeBron said he was going to eventually go back to Cleveland. So, I mean, because his parents. He also said he's going to win seven championships down in Miami. Well, that's something that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's a little different than promises. You, if you can make promises that you can't do, but you can fulfill the promise of going back to Cleveland. And I'll go with Rick Pitino on this on this side. Like he's done a great job getting Gorgie from where he was. To where he is, he's done a great job with with taking Russ from where Rusticulous. he is Ridiculous. to where he, to where he's going. You know what? If you, with some of these Russ names on here, might be a good player. Why? In the NBA. Why is Tom Crean not on here? If with some of this, then when you compare what he's done to get Victor Oladipo to the point where he was, he's got Dwayne Z- Wade. He's got Zeller. He's got Dwayne oh, Wade. Buzz Williams, Dwayne Wade. Yeah. No, no, not Buzz Williams. That Tom was Crean. Crean. Oh, was it really Crean? Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, okay. Yeah, Buzz yeah, Williams was in there. Yeah. So you got Dwayne Wade. You got Victor Oladipo. You got, he's going to have he's gonna have three lottery picks in the last two years. Well, uh, Hansborough hasn't played that bad either, has he? I mean, he hasn't been great, but the guy, the Indiana. Roy, are you talking about Tyler Hansborough? Yeah. You know, Roy yeah, Williams is not on this list. Yeah, Roy, that's, that's surprising as well. Yeah. Because combined with what he did at Kansas and North Carolina, He's he's put a lot of guys through. I don't. Is really Beheim on the list? Jim Beheim is not on no. the list. Well, on the the top ten, top I mean, twelve. We got he, twelve guys. So who? Where is he at on the list, though? He's he's not on the list of the top twelve guys. It only goes twelve. It's only got twelve guys. Oh, that's quite the list. I mean, I could I can kind of see leaving Beheim off the list. Maybe what has he done other than Carmelo? Uh, Derek Coleman. I mean. That Ronnie, was Michael Carter. Cycling. <laughs> That's going back a little while. Well, that's Derek Coleman time. Uh, you know, you, you you got uh, what's the kids who didn't get drafted, but now he's playing for the for the uh, the Pelicans. 
uh, the guy that I loved, a recent guy, and I, I'm totally blanking on what his name is. It's six eight guy, but he's a shooter. He actually played for my boy Ron Hurd, and I, I can't remember what his name is. But yeah, I mean, there's some names on this list that I I don't I don't understand. I I, I don't like Fred Hoiberg. That's weird. It's real weird, and he, it could be that he is the NBA guy. I mean, the, to have anybody from the Big Twelve on here if, should be. It's you know, the only way that Cal would be Kier number just, one yeah, I is tell if you what. <clears throat> Tubby Smith is in the Big Twelve. Why is Tony Bennett on the list? So you're saying Tubby Smith shouldn't be on the list now because you said nobody in the Big 12 should no, be on the I, list. No, he should be on the list. Tubby okay. Smith. If this is getting guys ready for the NBA, Cal should be number one because he's teaching them how to spend money right now at the college level before they even get to the NBA. They're wow. getting a head start on everybody. An advanced uh, experience with their finances. He Absolutely. gives them so much cash and says, do something responsible. How to evade taxes on checks that are sent to your parents. And that's real-world <laughs> stuff. That's very undervalued. It is undervalued. <laughs> you guys are terrible. You know, they go this to these. Wow. The NBA has these rookie symposiums, and all the Kentucky players, they, 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 they test ta- out. They opt out. Here's a they, bunch of jewelry. They, they Make sure it. you don't get caught. <laughs> Sean Kemp. All right. Uh, all right. We're uh, we're at the end of the first segment. We will uh, end of the second hour. We'll be right back. This is Mike and Doffo joined with Aaron and uh, JT. Weekend Sports Buzz brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal attorney. All right, Mike Adavo here with JT and Aaron on the Weekend Sports Buzz. Brought to you by Rand Jane Lord's personal injury attorney. The Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line 384-1450. Kelly, that is a much better selection. I got to go with the uh, Big Papa. Can we just keep that going in the background? I love it. I love <laughs> sure. the Notorious B.I.G. <clears throat> Talking about, yeah. we're going to go straight to the Oxmoor Ford, you know, Ford Buzz Line. And uh, we're going to go to the man, the myth, the truth. What is going on, Truth? Uh, what? I know you. Paul Pierce is on. <laughs> truth, I got good. I, I got good news for you, buddy. What? We got a big announcement. We're gonna we're gonna come right now. Fourteen fifty is gonna be the home of the I Indiana Pacers and the Indiana Hoosier basketball next season. I already knew about the basketball and football and uh, going to do some women's games. I'm already ahead. I knew it two weeks ago. Oh, he's he's on it. They need to bring you on as a as a special sideline commentator. We'll get the truth perspective in the middle of the games. There we go. <laughs> Are you guys actually <laughs> going to get to do like play by play? No, no, no. They're, they're, we're just we're just broadcasting their broadcast. So, go uh, truth. So what's going on? All right, two things before I get to uh, why didn't Trey Lyle play last night? Well, I guess he's still fighting whatever Ill- mystery illness he has. You know. The rumors around his illnesses have been widespread. I guess there was a meningitis rumor there at one time. It's kind of like Randall's foot. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, we, you know, he's obviously sick and uh, not healthy enough to play. And uh, Indiana didn't need him, so they Indiana still ended up winning by ten, mainly behind your man James Blackman Jr. tearing it up last night. 
How many did he have? 41. Austin, don't you do that. Please don't <laughs> let the wild Please don't let the wild he In, almost in Lexington, up. had 41 points. Hey. Hey, he almost broke George McGinnis' record. All he needed, uh, George McGinnis got the record. He got 50, he had, listen to his, uh, test when he played in Kentucky. He had 51 points and 35 rebounds. That's unbelievable. Jeez. Wow. So yeah, he, Blewett had 18. I, I really like Trevon Blewett too. I think he's going to be a great player at Xavier. Blewett had 18, didn't shoot the ball very well from three point range or he would have had more. Uh, Blackman just tore it up and then Quentin Snyder going to Louisville had 37. Uh, for Kentucky. Hey, what is going on with the Miami Heat? I know the people's disappointed at the Miami Heat. Well, I don't think anything's going on. I think they're just playing a better team. Yeah. I'm telling you, you know who I call uh, San Antonio? They made me so much a Bob Knight system, how you run plays, run pick, hit the open man. Actual offense? It, yeah, really. That's real <laughs> basketball. That right? is real basketball. It's fun to watch, that's, isn't it? It's good to watch balls like it if you love the game. If you just want to see people do the dribble, drive, dunk, and shoot three-pointers who cannot shoot three-pointers, that's not bad. That, and that's another that's What team are you point. describing there? Uh, he, listen, <laughs> but the truth's making another good point about the lost art of the shooter. Uh, I love watching the green kid play for San Antonio from that standpoint, man. That guy squares up to a shot, steps into it, and knocks it down. Well, it, it is, and the funniest thing about that is that the Spurs use the three-point shot better probably than anybody as far as spacing the floor. And Inside take, out threes. Exactly, and Pop hates getting three points for it. He thinks I, it's the dumbest rule. He's like, you make a basket, it's two points no matter where you do it. There and you did you know, know something I like about Santa Cone? They get people to fit in their system. Exactly. That's another – go on. And did you know what's so good about it? He'll, he'll – Go get a foreigner, and he'll sit on the bench for about two years, and then the third year, he'd come a star. Man, that splitter kid. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's not a kid. He's 31 or 32 <laughs> years old. But, yeah. I mean, again, I, uh, you're exactly right, Truth. I, I, you and got they, Ginobili, splitter. I mean, all Boris Diaw will probably be the MVP of the finals. Yeah, how about he that should sick be behind the, MVP. the back pass he had? That was ridiculous for a big man. That was unreal. Pa- Patty Mills is from Australia. Yeah. But they, I, they had a uh, – during the regular season – they started Patty Mills, Danny Green, um, Tiago, Boris Diaw, and Matt Bonner, and they <laughs> blew out the Clippers by thirty. They don't have uh, I, another good Matt player. Matt Bonner can States. shoot. Matt Bonner can shoot. I got, I got a, a question for y'all. I've been telling some people around here and people in Indiana Pacers getting mad. Don't y'all think now when Larry Bird looked back when he made that trade with San Antonio to send oh, yeah. George Hill? That's Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, they got Kawhi Leonard out of that. Yeah. Yeah. He's tearing it up. I think if he was on the paces now. <laughs> George Hill is very mediocre point guard. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. They, they, and we talked about that on here before. The Pacers yeah. need a real point guard and, um, you know, that to get to the, the I got next one level. more question. I got one more question there. Have you heard anything about Curry said he would like to play for the Pacers? For Curry? Stephen yeah. Curry? Yeah. I have not, but I don't follow the NBA that closely. If, I just, I if can't, Mark Jackson I really can't went there, it. maybe. That would be very interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's what we talked about, too, is I said the Pacers should get Mark Jackson. And then, like the, Knicks the truth said. should have got Mark Jackson. Yeah, it's because you're a Knicks fan. $25 million but, you know. dollars on a guy who's never coached a game before yeah. in his life. How do you get $5 million a year for – Truth, have you ever gotten paid $5 million a year for something you've never done before? 
Uh, I wish I would. Shoot, I, I ain't get, they don't. Sign they don't pay. They don't Sign pay me. I, I got another question. Hey, real, truth, real quick, your uh, Lyles question. Um, I was just reading that uh, Tom Lyles, his, uh, his father, said that it's dehydration and fatigue. Interesting. Oh, for a week, I got one, I'm, you know I got to ask you one more question. It's not my best, but Mike, have you seen anything uh, plop, uh, make me want to go on holiday to go put on a pink tuxedo? <laughs> the pink tuxedo. I am going to go. Uh, I start all my recruiting stuff next week, so I'm headed to Virginia next week. I'm going to start looking and evaluating this class uh, of 2015. So I'll have a lot more inf- information for you next week when I get back from Virginia. Okay, you have a self trip, and y'all have a nice Father's Day. And all the real Father's Day have a safe Father's Day. All right, Truth, you have a good one, too. Thanks, Truth. So uh, I wonder how many kids the Truth has. I should ask him. Kelly, what do you think? I don't know. No? I think he's, a, I think he's, he's the man. I think he's a good dad, though. I think the Truth. He's you know, consistent. He's, he's got some good questions. He gets, uh, puts him in those candy strap pants at an early age, you know, yeah. lets him walk around the house. So any fan of Bobby Knight probably is a pro discipline <laughs> yeah. type guy. You got to think, right? You'd I would think, think so. so. I would think so. Pro discipline guy for sure. He's a long time caller. The truth's a great guy. So uh, we love having guys like him. So yeah, you know, uh, truth really kind of went back and just solidified a lot of the points that we had talked about early in the show that, uh, uh, this, the, and we talked about this and we had didn't go back to it, but Kelly asked the question, how does the NBA fix it? How is American basketball fixed? And I think it's going to have to be that directive by Adam Silver to change it to a two rule, uh, two, two year, year rule, two, um, rule. two year rule that they stay, that kids stay in college for two years. What about, not necessarily they have to stay in college, obviously, but what about allowing the D League to take those kids? But see, they th- they thought that was going to be college. The NBA doesn't want that. College basketball is the perfect feeder system for the NBA. That's what they want to have done because they they don't want to just worry about. Um, they want to. They want this kid to already have a brand when he comes to the NBA. There's no minor league system whatsoever. So they want a kid to be able to go where he's going to get the exposure, the TV time, all that stuff that goes with the college basketball game that you don't get in the D-League and have him come to the NBA when you have two draft picks and you're trying to get someone who's going to help a franchise. For example, Cleveland getting Johnny Manziel in the NFL draft. Johnny Manziel already had a brand, sold tickets right away. That's what the NBA has to have too. They can't have guys go to a minor league system because then they're going to lose some of that marketing power. But they also feel like the college games is what's really going to prepare them better for what they got anyway. So treat it that way. Make it the two-year rule, because what's going to happen is you're going to have kids stay for two years, they're going to get exposed, and they're going to have to stay for three years, or they're going to have to stay for four years because they're not as good as what they really thought they were coming out of high school anyway. I agree. I yeah. agree. What about the the ability to pay college players? you think it'll make a difference, make them want to stay a little bit longer? I think it'll even the playing field because more teams, more kids will. It takes away how from it's done. It takes mean, away from Kentucky. I, we uh, actually talked to ESPN about this, or ESPN talked to us about this when we were in school. You just called up and said, "Hey, ESPN." Well, they came in and talked to us. Uh, the president of ESPN came um, and said that he doesn't think the players should be paid because, in return for a scholarship, they're getting supposed to be getting a good education. So. 
They're not having to pay for school. They're not having to pay for books. They're not having to pay. Yeah, for they are getting board. paid. Well, but their tuition and, and um, books and food—they're being paid. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's but they're what, also that's not allowed point. to make money outside of that. Like they're not allowed to have. And a Division One athlete is not allowed to have a job. So that's tough. It makes it really hard to have any kind of extra money. So outside of that, I think that I would agree with him, but I think that they should be allowed to make money on ads and uh, promotionals and stuff. I don't think they should be allowed to get paid for playing, but I think that they well, the could problem make is money. the problem is if you do that, if you if you get let kids go out and get you know sponsorship or let them sign endorsement ads or whatever else, you get a, a fan base like Kentucky because this would one hundred percent happen in Kentucky, and you would be recruiting on the face the basis of what endorsement ad that you can hook them up with. So even if a kid yep. didn't deserve an endorsement ad, you would have, you know, some car dealership in Middlesbrough paying a kid $50,000 to even though just really just to get them to come to Kentucky. You're then you're effectively letting boosters pay for kids to come to Kentucky or come to any school. Well, what if you made the rule they have to they have to actually have already picked a school and play to be able to get any of those promotions? That's all going to be sold. It's still going to be sold in the recruiting process. But isn't that already going on That's in Kentucky? It. Well, listen. Not not the let's advertisement. Not say Kentucky, let's but, just say anywhere. If it's if 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 where is there where else is there widespread Checks being made. Alabama. Yeah, Alabama for football. Auburn. Auburn. You see, then you go to that point. Like, SEC football. So basically you're telling me it's just the SEC. Texas football. <laughs> Texas, right? yeah. But for the most part. It Texas. still hasn't SEC. helped Texas that much recently despite yeah. I think it happens. I think, there people, I think most coaches operate in the gray area to have a successful program. I think that uh, – but I, I don't – you know, I, I, you when you, I was at UofL, there was guys – Driving in cars that you didn't know how they got those cars. Yeah. I mean, Do they have a top 10 uh, or top 12 list for uh, NFL recruiting coaches for college? No. No, they don't no. on that website? No. Well, I don't know. Those. This is just the college basketball. Because college basketball is really what people think people care about here. But the, That's uh, true. Uh, but as people far as, like football. As far as the paying the players thing, it's a slippery slope. Because you cannot just pay your revenue sports. you got to do – you're going to mm-hmm. get into gender equality stuff. You're going to get into – I mean, really, it is a. It would be a mess to try to figure out how to do it. And there's not. There's only a couple athletic programs that are self sufficient and making a profit anyway. So uh, now you got to put a, this financial strain. It's not like, and it's also not like the the scholarship that kids get. It doesn't mean that no one's paying for them to go to school. The athletic department pays their tuition. Right. right. So to put that extra strain on those athletic departments just would not be. Would not be fair. I mean, even I, even to let them have a job. Imagine if Julius Randall was allowed to have a job. We're a server at Steak and Shake. <laughs> yeah. How many or, tips would he get there? Well, that's it. That's the whole thing. There, if you let him have jobs, it's like it can. T- you know, that's a he, very slippery. It's a very slippery slope because you would have the same thing as the endorsement deal. You'd have. I mean, people would be buying cars from wherever Julius Randall's selling them. I mean, well, he would. He could probably he'd be just the number sit one in the salesman and just collect a salary. I mean, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, how do you do it? I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. Realistically, though, probably won't happen. It won't happen. I don't think it will happen. Uh, you think so? Northwestern, you think that that has a staying power? Northwestern doesn't want, those kids really don't want to have a union. Uh, they just, that was their scare tactic. And I just, uh, 
I don't know. I, I I don't see how you do it. I really don't see how you do it. I don't either without hurting other programs. Because a lot of those sports, the footballs, um, basketballs, some of their revenue fund other sports. And to to take that money away and to pay players, you know, you're going to lose out on other sports. I just, I don't know. But two years in college. You're going to lose out on equestrian. Your bottom line is this. Everybody Number five in the country. Everybody the yeah. yeah. These kids are not guaranteed anything. They're not. They shouldn't be promised anything. And just because a kid's a good high school player doesn't mean he's going to be a great high, a great NBA player. And nope. if and I'm an NBA executive and I've seen the transition of the NBA over the last ten to fifteen years, I want those kids to stay in college for two years so that I can make a better business decision on who I'm going to bring onto my organization. And that's what needs to happen because the business decisions that are being made with these kids right now because they're scared of missing out on the potential of what a kid could be. It's, they're making very, very bad business decisions to the point where the NBA had to step in and put in that rookie pay scale, and the NFL had to be done. Yeah, the NFL, NFL had was to, out of control. I mean, because yeah, that was crazy. They had to. They were going to start paying these kids more than Tom Brady. Exactly, and it was, I mean, they had the the league had to step in in both cases to protect their NBA. There's a rookie salary cap. NFL, there's a, the slot at pay scale that protect themselves from these owners. That are just you know writing these checks that are just dangerous. And if we want to get on what ticket prices and stuff like that, you know that 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 feeds right into the whole skyrocketing price skyrocketing price of ticket sales and pricing the average person out being able to go to these games in the first place. It's all yeah. business, and I think from a marketing perspective, also, how many Pelicans jerseys were were bought up by Kentucky fans from Anthony Davis? I mean, from a marketing perspective, there's substance to that also. Yes, I agree. All right, we got to take our last break of the show. We got one segment to come back. We actually probably should talk a little College World Series, maybe a little bit. Yeah. And uh, we'll be right back here on the Brandon J. Lawrence Weekend Sports Bus. Singing seems to help a troubled soul. One of these days, and it won't be long, I'll rejoin them in a song. I'm going to join the family circle at the throne. No, the sir. The back of the club, sipping my wet is where you find me. The back of the club, Mac and Roar, my crew's behind me. Mad question asking, melody passing, music lasting. But I just can't quit because one of these honeys, Biggie, got to creep with. All right, we're back. Last segment on the uh, Father's Day weekend edition of the Weekend Sports. Well, it's actually uh, been here for over a year now doing this thing, which is awesome. Kelly, appreciate you bringing me on. Last May. That's why he's so cranky. Kelly's cranky? You're cranky. I'm, I'm cranky. I'm just a, I'm the curmudgeonly old man. That's right. So, we, uh, we're here again, 1450 The Sports Buzz. We got one segment left to go. Uh, this show is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence. Uh, we really appreciate his, his sponsorship. Make sure you check out KentuckySports.co and uh, a lot of sportscasters as well. Uh, and we, um, we got one more segment. I guess we should talk a little College World Series. It's probably the... The event of the weekend around here. Yes, sir. Louisville, the only team making a repeat appearance in the, this year's College World Series. The only team out of all eight? Out of all mm-hmm. eight. Wow. That's intense. So you got to think, does that experience help them? Oh, here? yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, it's a big stage, right? Big, big time. And as it was mentioned off the air, Vanderbilt is not starting the race. That's going to be huge for Louisville. 
And uh, one of the reasons why ESPN said Louisville might win is because of their fantastic pitching that they've had all year. They have great pitching, and their side of the bracket, I mean, so out of the eight national seeds going into the, the regular regionals, there's two left? TCU and um, trying to think of the other one right now. And they're both on the other side. Louisville right, will yeah. not face them until the final. That's so right. Louisville's got a good chance. I mean, I think this team's got a, a chance to make a little bit of noise. It's pretty impressive. Uh, I mean, listen, UK UofL fan aside, I think it's fun for the the rivalries to be good in all these other sports outside of basketball and football. But I really, as a Kentucky fan, I want to see Louisville's baseball team do well. I want to see the yeah, kid, too. the local um, school do yeah, well. You yeah, know, absolutely. I, I mean, it really. UVA wins baseball. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. I, it just. Uh, I hope it happens. Yeah. So. Well, when are they announcing the uh, player of the year in college baseball? They already did. It was it was Reed. AJ Reed. Did he win it? I didn't even see that. And he uh, deserved Kentucky. it. Kentucky. Exactly. And it's as a Louisville fan, it's fun to see that someone like that would win. He he had a fantastic year. Yeah, he did. So it's just it's incredible to see. Mike's how, his number one fan. Uh, you know, he didn't. He played like crap in that Louisville regional thing. So, well, uh, everybody's allowed a bad game, Mike. It's kind of <laughs> like women's basketball in that there's no shame in a Louisville fan rooting for the Kentucky program, and vice versa. I don't think it's what now. I would say college baseball is similar to women's basketball in that Kentucky fans frequently will root for the Louisville program, and vice versa. I think in most of the cases, what happens outside of the. Uh, when Basketball. you get to these non-revenue sports, you got on UVA and Kentucky. You're going to have a bigger a, a base of uh, Kentucky kids on these teams, and I want to see kids from our state do well. Yeah, and uh, and that's and it, and it just makes the overall athletics around here better. You know, if it makes baseball better here because Louisville's gone to three College World Series in the last seven or eight years, uh, that's that's fantastic. Uh, so, uh, but we were looking at this thing. This Louisville Vanderbilt game really, I think, is going to be the key to whether or not Louisville can make the noise. I, I, it's going to be it's extremely hard to make it to the the final grouping, right. the final best out of three thing if you don't win game one. It's tough, and especially for Louisville, they have to stay in that winners bracket because they lost their number two starter at the end of the season. They need to stay in the winners bracket, have that extra rest, and stop throwing arms. You actually go out to a couple of Louisville baseball games, don't you? You go out there. Sometimes you know, <clears throat> normally I do. I didn't get the many this year. No, yeah. unfortunately, I don't want to. I went to I went to the super regional, the first game against Kennesaw State. And one thing you like about Louisville is even if they get behind, you know they're going to make a late run. And they did it last yep. year in the super regionals uh, against Vanderbilt. They did it in the regionals last year, and they did it again. So you know, even if they get behind, they have the bats to come back. They certainly have. Thus far through postseason play, because a couple of those games, you're right, especially against Kennesaw State, were very back and forth, where they had a lead, they lost it, they had a lead, they lost it again, and then they came back again. I mean, that was very dramatic fashion for those wins. Yeah, and Louisville, their bullpen is so strong that you get into the late innings, it's tough to score on them. So if you even if you get to a starter and you get four or five runs, that may be all that you get after the fifth inning. But you know, so now you get a team a little. No, the, the interesting thing will be here. You know, Vanderbilt again. Vanderbilt by many uh, people thought that they were going to win the whole thing last year, and then Louisville knocks them out of the tournament. So Vanderbilt's got this revenge factor against Louisville because I'm sure there's a lot of kids on this Vanderbilt team that played in that yep. series against Louisville last year. Louisville has this. Uh, you know, we've been we were here last year. It's not going to be a new experience for us. You know, we're kind of ready to kind of take the bull by the horn. So they're not going to have the uh, I don't want to say the pressure, but I guess the the 
the size of the moment is not going to get to them as much. Well, last and then year, I, I'm just shocked that Vanderbilt's not throwing their number one team, their yeah. number one starter. I mean, does that show that they just don't respect the Louisville? Mm, that's tough. I think they beat them in the regular season, so maybe not. But usually in those midweek games, you're not throwing your number one pitchers right. either because you're saving those kids for the conference play. Mm-hmm. So if you got – no, The number one starter didn't have the best of seasons. He was taken, I believe, 14th overall in the Major League Baseball draft in the first round. But I think he was just 9. That's usually and, pretty good. Yeah, oh no, that's indicative of a lot of talent. But I think he was just 9-7 and seven during the year, something along those lines. So – Strategically, maybe it just wasn't a good matchup. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but usually, you know, I I, I credit Dan McDonald on this because uh, he did the same thing in the regional. You know, Kentucky didn't throw their number one starter in their first game against Kansas and came back to bite him in the butt, and they lose that game to Kansas in game one, yeah. and then they never could recover. You know, I think Dan McDonald— They did McDonald, finish second, though. I mean, they did, but credit. second doesn't move on. Right. You know, they got eliminated. That's what—you're there to move on. Dan McDonald— knows that you can't – it's hard to move on in that double elimination unless you win game one. Yeah. The advantage of – because in baseball, such a game of pitching, it's one less game you have to play, one less arm you have to throw. I mean, I yeah. just uh, – it's it's huge. And actually, if you win your first two games, you actually get like four days off. Yeah. The rest – you play the 14th, you play the 16th, you win the 16th, but you don't play again until the 20th. I mean that's mm. a huge advantage to rest your arms right there. You yeah. come, you basically go in that twentieth game with a full rested uh, pitching staff. Yeah. Well, something that Haven was saying last week is that historically he said Louisville has struggled in the College World Series. And, mm-hmm. um, but and last year I don't think they won a game. If 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 well, I'm correct, they looked bad doing it. But, yeah. Yeah. But I think that you guys are right. This year with that experience, maybe they won't be so nervous. Uh, McDonald can kind of you know. Assure his players that hey, we got there last year. Uh, we beat Vanderbilt. In fact, getting there, let's beat them again. And they're not pitching the race. I think Louisville's going to be, you know, going out there to try to strike the pitcher early. Is Funkhauser starting today? I have no idea. I don't even know where to find that. Just, the Funk. I'm going off what you guys said about the Vanderbilt starter not starting. So, uh, I would assume he would. I, I can't imagine Dan McDonald um, going from the way he's approached the whole thing. I mean, I would think that Funkhauser would be your guy. Yeah. So. I mean, um, Funk didn't pitch great against Kennesaw State, but he was effective. So, I'll tell you one guy who is pitching better than I've given him credit for. So I got to kind of bite my tongue here a little bit. Homer Bailey last <laughs> night. Uh, you know, I, Homer Bailey got off to a terrible start, and he I did. and I thought he right was, after that big contract. And I and I blamed the big contract because I just don't think he was a very mentally tough person to begin with. And then uh, he's kind of settled into uh, seven out of his last nine starts have been quality starts. Yeah, with uh, with the exception of a game against Philadelphia about a month ago, where he got shelled in only last three innings, and then last night ended up not being a quality start for him. Although he pitched well enough to be a quality start, but he he left the game uh, giving up two runs with two guys left on base, and then the relief for the Reds came in and and let those two guys score. So those earned runs go on his uh, go to him, go to Homer. Uh, so he, you know, that was a borderline quality start. The Reds came back and won last night. Won three in a row. Yeah, against good teams. Yeah, know? two against the Dodgers, one against the Brewers. And uh, as Aaron said earlier, they have played well historically against the Brewers, and they played well this year against the Brewers, despite them being the first place team. And I think uh, the big thing for like what Kelly was saying, they're they're getting healthy. Joey Votto comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, we get we're starting to see a little bit. Jay Bruce, Jay Bruce is back. We're getting Matt Latos back today. 
Yep. Alfredo Simon is just out uh, of nowhere, uh, an unbelievable starting pitcher. I mean, this rotation's looking really good when you're yeah. considering sending Singrani down. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's what it is, exactly. And Sagrani maybe going to the well, pen. You gotta love maybe the, going to the, the Reds have one of the best three, four, five hitters in the game when they're healthy. I mean, you got Votto who hits well. Phillips, who's good with uh, getting Votto in, he's has been hitting his RBIs lately. And then Bruce can really hammer the ball. He's and Todd played Frazier well, played. hasn't played poorly. He's no, been very hot. Yeah, so you got two through five that can easily get on base and hit RBIs in, so that's well, going to be dangerous. And then since uh, since Votto's been back, he's five for 15 with three RBIs, um, and uh, that's pretty good. I mean, I, Always getting on base at a, a ridiculous rate. Yeah, I mean, I just I think the Reds are showing signs that if they can get healthy and they can stay healthy, they can make a serious run in this division. Um, yeah. The bats have got to get better. Billy Hamilton still has to continue to improve. He's yeah. he's way too inconsistent. He strikes out way too much for a leadoff guy. He does not walk enough for a leadoff guy. Um, well, the th- the thing with Billy Hamilton too, if if he can get on, it's almost it's a guaranteed second base. Almost only three catchers in the league can throw him out, and that's if you throw the ball perfectly. So if you get him on base, you're pretty much almost scoring a run that first inning. That, that, and that leads to him just needing more plate discipline. His plate discipline has got to increase so he can get on base more and score, because you're right. If he scores, he if he gets on base, he scores a high percentage of those times he gets on base. So yeah. his his whole thing has to be, what do I need to do to get on base more? And that's mm-hmm. it comes down to his plate he, discipline. He did score the winning RBI last he night, did. though. He, he hit did. the winning RBI, so maybe he's coming around. Yes, maybe. I don't know. Let's, I'm, I'm more concerned about his strikeout numbers and his walk numbers yeah. than his hit numbers. 288 on base percentage. is way too low. He needs yeah. to be around 400, right? At least 330 uh, or 350, yeah. something. You know, yeah. you need something better than 288. He is For, batting 251, which to his credit well, there, is there probably higher than I would have anticipated. Yeah. That's but higher only than have, his AAA numbers. But only That's have about a, his AAA <laughs> numbers, exactly. They only have a 30-point difference between his uh, batting average and his on-base percentage. That's that's terrible. That is not a good sign. No, it's not a good sign at all. So it kind of comes down to him. Overall, he hasn't sucked offensively as bad as I would have been. Well, a lot of plays he can run out. If he barely dinks the ball, he can almost get there. He's got a couple bunt hits. He does yeah. have some of those bunt hits. He's not there. Chew of last year. No. Lead off. That's, no, that's what it comes down to. You can't have a 288 lead off guy, 288 all base percentage on your lead off guy. So, um, all right. So I guess that music means that we're coming to an end. Kelly? Great job in the uh, booth today. Good Thank luck you very much. Show tomorrow, uh, JT, Aaron. Thanks for coming in today. Hope you all had a good time. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Everyone have a great Father's Day. Enjoy your sports weekend. We'll be back next weekend here on the Weekend Sports Bus.